Thanks to your support, The Productive Woman, The Audacity to Podcast, and Once Once Upon a Time Podcast are finalists in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Thank you very much. Please show your continued awesomeness by voting for our podcast every day, May 29th through June 12th. For quick instructions, our endorsements, and voting reminders, please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your amazing support. The Productive Woman, Episode 92. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about ways to streamline getting meals on the table. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 92. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, and I'm really excited to uh, welcome FreshBooks as a sponsor of The Productive Woman. If you don't already know, FreshBooks is an amazing cloud accounting service, basically, that can help you manage the finances for your business. If you've got a small business of your own you, that that you need to invoice customers or track expenses or any of those sorts of things... FreshBooks is a great resource. I have been looking for a service or an app or something that would help me manage my business expenses and so on. And I'd heard about FreshBooks uh, so much from other places that I had already decided to try them out when I learned that they were interested in sponsoring the show. So I'm really excited to have them on board and particularly excited that FreshBooks is offering a full month of unrestricted use to all Productive Woman listeners, totally free. You don't have to enter a credit card for the trial or anything. Just visit freshbooks.com slash woman and enter woman in the how did you hear about us section. So what does FreshBooks do? I am just getting to know it a little bit, and I've spent some time playing around, uh, looking around on the website to learn more about what it does. Basically, they've created this really intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices, for instance, very, very simple. It takes maybe 30 seconds to create and send an invoice. So if you have a business where you uh, have clients or customers that you need to invoice them for the services you provide, you can do that very quickly. You can add your own logo and, and customize the color scheme real simply so that it reflects your brand. It allows uh, your, your clients to pay you online, which means you can get paid much more quickly. And uh, they have this really cool feature, kind of the uh, an invoice autobiography that you can tell whether the client has actually looked at the invoice or not. And uh, that that's helpful information to have. It can send automatic pay, late payment reminders to your clients so that you don't have to be chasing them down for late payments. And um, just all kinds of amazing things. They've got a, it set up that if you ex, you take a deposit at the beginning of a project and then the rest of the payment later, they've got you covered. But they don't do just invoicing. They do expense management. They have a mobile app. They have so many other features to help keep your finances uh, organized and just streamline that business side if you're a freelancer or have a small business. They make it really, really simple to keep track of your expenses. Uh, their mobile app lets you take pictures of your receipts and then FreshBooks will organize them for you to process later. It can create expense reports, um, track your cash flow, even has a system set up for time tracking, which for me, you know, I saw that as an attorney, uh, you know, that's critical for what I do. But um, for what, if you have a business where you bill by the time you spend on a project, they've got a system set up for taking care of that. Um, the, the most important thing, and I'll talk about this in the weeks to come, uh, you know, get into more detail about what they do, but the most important thing that you need to know is it's just incredibly simple, even if you're not a numbers person, and I am not. It, this has been kind of a bugaboo for me why I haven't 
so far settled on a really good system for for keeping track of my business expenses and invoicing and things like that because I just I don't understand spreadsheets I don't I'm not a numbers person I'm a word person as a lawyer but uh, in five minutes of in the FreshBooks website and I got it it made sense to me and I'm really excited to be using it. Uh, so I am especially excited to have them as a sponsor and to make this service available to you. So again, they're offering a full month, unrestricted use of all their services to you as a listener, totally free. You don't even have to enter your credit card to try it out for 30 days. So to claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash woman, and then enter the word woman in the, how did you hear about us section and get started. And so thank you so much to FreshBooks for sponsoring The Productive Woman. One last thing before we start. As you heard in the little announcement at the beginning of the show, thanks to you, The Productive Woman has been nominated and is a finalist in the business category of the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. I am just incredibly honored that uh, for the second year in a row, the Productive Woman is a finalist in these awards, and it's thanks to support of, of, of you. So thank you. Winners for these awards are selected by the votes of listeners just like you at the, uh, and the votes are done online at podcastawards.com. Voting is open now. Uh, you can vote once a day. So it's, it's like a daily voting thing once a day from May 29th through June 12th. And for simple instructions on how and where to vote, recommendations of podcasts to vote and what categories they're in, because not only is The Productive Woman a finalist, but two other shows on the Noodle Mix Network, the, the network I'm on, um, The Audacity to Podcast and Once, the Once Upon a Time Podcast are also finalists, which is I'm very excited about. Uh, and so recommendations of those and some other shows that we endorse, all that information is available at noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And again, we'll have a link in the show notes for this in case you're driving. And you can also there just click a button to sign up and we'll send you a little email each day to remind just during the voting period to remind you to vote. So I'd appreciate your support either way. You know, you're, you're awesome. And thank you. Now let's get into the topic. This, this episode is really the result of a request of a couple of different listeners who reached out to me uh, via email and said, Hey, can you help me out here? Do a girl a solid, you know? A uh, lot of us deal with this, the issue of getting food on the table. Uh, it, for It's a necessity of life. It's something we all have to do. Uh, we've got to figure out what to eat, do the shopping, get the food cooked, get... Whether, whether we're a single person cooking for ourselves, or we've got a house full of kids and a husband that we're cooking for, uh, you know, it's, it's something we all have to deal with. And the solutions that work really might vary depending on your stage of life, how many people you're feeding and so on. But I just thought it was a great suggestion and um, something I wanted to follow up on. But the systems and the ideas that work for me might not work for everybody. And so I didn't want this just to be me telling you how I do it. I thought I'd reach out to the community and I was really excited at how many people responded. I've, uh, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you know, there were several episodes when I, uh, mentioned that I was going to be doing this and invited people to submit their best tips. And I posted it on the Productive Woman Facebook page as well. And a, a bunch of people responded. So I'm going to try to get through these without making it be a two-hour episode because there was some really great stuff that came in. So I kind of broke it down into the components, but there's some fluidity, that, uh, some back and forth that kind of falls across categories. But I broke it into the categories of meal planning, shopping for food, and the cooking piece of it. And so there are a, a, a number of ideas, and we'll talk about the planning piece first. And I'm going to tell you, uh, historically, that's been the hardest part for me, figuring out what to cook, especially if you're cooking for a house full of people, trying to accommodate different tastes, and maybe, you know, you've got one person that's got some a lactose intolerance or something, trying to accommodate all that stuff. And you get 
tired of cooking the same stuff all the time as well. So uh, that, that always has been probably the bigger challenge for me, even more so than the actual cooking. So I, I was interested to see what suggestions people have. And so the first suggestion that I have here, and these are in no particular order, I just kind of tried to categorize them and plug them in where they made sense. But this comes from Rochelle Bishop, who commented on the, the Productive Woman Facebook page. She says, we use a 10 to 15 meal rotation and take out when things get too hectic. And yeah, I'm there with you, Rochelle, believe me. Uh, Sarah, a listener, sent via email, she says a similar kind of thing. She says, we make a go-to list of recipes that your family will eat. Uh, she said, I do this for seasons and rotate menus. Ba- uh, she suggests that you base grocery lists off of what is in season or on sale at your local stores. And for their, for the, her family, she says, we eat better and save money this way. And that there's really something valid there. You know, I do a similar kind of thing. I used to have, my kids are grown and gone now. And um, I think as I've talked before, during the week, I, I stay, we have an apartment here in town in Dallas that I stay in. Uh, so it's just me and Mike and Sam, our youngest, um, he's 22. Uh, they, you know, they're out at the farm and they're both working and Sam's in school and that kind of stuff. So it's a different season of life for us. But back in the day when the kids were all home and, and, uh, I used to have a list of about a month's worth of meals, about 30 meals that I knew we liked. Uh, and I, I just literally just wrote it out on a piece of paper an entree, a side dish that would go with it, maybe a salad or something like that. And I would make sure I had all the ingredients for those meals and basically each evening I'd kind of look at the list, decide what sounded good for the next day that fit with our schedule, and then I'd do whatever necessary prep. Maybe I'd need to take some meat out of the freezer or whatever. But I did a similar thing like Sarah suggests in that, you know, in the summertime we eat a lot more salads and and simple things like that, whereas in the fall and the winter we would be more likely to throw something into the crock pot in the morning, have stew or uh, you know, some kind of thing like that. So it, it's, um, I don't know, it just c- kind of works better for our appetites. But as Sarah points out, you can save money and, and eat better and you're eating healthier, fresher foods if you're paying attention to what's, um, what's in season and, what, and what's on sale. So another person, Cassandra Scott, commented on the Facebook page that for her meal planning, she uses the the uh, task manager app Todoist, which I've talked about on the show before, but I've never seen it used this way. I think this is really interesting. She said, I just put down different reoccurring dates depending on how well it is like. So she has certain foods, um, uh, meals that they like. She puts them in Todoist. I'd love, Cassandra, to see a, a screenshot of how you set this up if you wanted to share that. Uh, we could post it on the Facebook page so people could have a look at it. But she um, sets it up as a re- reoccurring date, which you can do in Todoist. And if it's something they like a lot, then it'll pop up more often. If it's something that's okay but it's not a favorite, maybe it doesn't pop up as often. And then she, on Tuesdays, writes down what's up next and what ingredients are needed. Uh, and again, I would love to see your system, Cassandra, because it, it says when she typed them in, she made abbreviations for each cookbook and added the page number so everything's easy to find. So I'm guessing she just has a project in there for meals with the different menus. And again, they reoccur how often, however often. But she, she, if it's a recipe in a cookbook, she's got the abbreviation and the page number so everything she needs is right there. Sounds like a really slick system. Another Facebook comment came from Leanne Guzman, and you might remember Leanne as a, a, she's been a guest on the show a few months ago, and she's got a lot of very cool stuff going on for her um, One Busy Lady website. Leanne recommends, uh, she says that they use emails some week and some weeks when she's actually going to have time to cook, and that's a a system or a a service at emails.com. And she says, I'll often also make each person in the family plan one meal, complete with writing out the stuff that needs to be bought for that meal. Um, 
and that's a great idea. Get some buy-in from the husband and the kids. Have them plan something, a, a meal, and add whatever ingredients need to be bought to the grocery list. Uh, it's a great way. Kids are more likely to eat a meal they had a hand in planning. And so, but going back to the email service, there are various plans. I, I checked out the website. It looks real interesting. Um, there are options like a, a clean eating plan, a paleo plan. There's various weight management plans, family-inspired plans like slow cooker meals, budget-friendly, kid-friendly, and 30-minute meals, and specialty plans like gluten-free, diabetic, uh, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and so on. And they basically email you a weekly meal plan with recipes and a detailed grocery shopping list. So again, that's at emails.com. And we'll have links to this and some other services I'm going to mention. All of those will be in the in the um, show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 92. And emails, at least uh, emails, that is, at least as, as of the time I'm recording this at the end of May of 2016, they're offering a 14-day trial that uh, free trial for the service. So it might be worth checking out if it's still available when you hear this. Christina Kenkel agreed with Leanne on uh, on the Facebook page. She said uh, their family thinks emails is awesome and they use the Aldi plan. So among the various plans that emails has available is are plans that are kind of tied to a particular store and, and it'll organize the shopping list for you. She said, we use the Aldi plan when budget was our biggest concern. We've been using the paleo plan for the last three years and love it. Now that they have an app, which wasn't available when we first started, it's even easier. We pick the meals we want for the week, which automatically populates the grocery list. We add our other needed items and then off they go to the store and they just click them off the sorted list at the grocery store. So if it's, I'm guessing if it's the Aldi plan, it sorts the things on your list by the aisles at Aldi. Uh, so she said, it's well worth it, especially for those who don't mind cooking, but don't have the time or the desire to do the menu planning. So great idea. Uh, and there's some other service options that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, listener Sarah emailed in and she recommends as far as the meal planning thing that we take an inventory of what you have on hand, make a menu from that and fill in what you need on your grocery list. Use up those things that are in the pantry, taking up space. This will save you money and time if you don't have to make a trip to the store. And, uh, you know, as I was reading that, I thought of our pantry at the farm and how, you know, it's full of stuff and how, how often we'll be kind of wandering around the house saying, oh, there's nothing to eat when we have a full pantry. And so it, it, there are, I've, I've read of people doing a, a challenge, you know, a 30 day challenge or something like that, where they're not going to buy anything except maybe perishables and they're just going to use up everything in their, in their uh, pantry. And I, that's kind of like what Sarah is recommending here before you just make a, a, a menu plan out of nowhere, look at what you've got. You know, what meat do you have in the freezer that maybe needs to get eaten up? What, um, you know, what things you have in the pantry that could be incorporated, incorporated into the meal plan for this week? Use that stuff up before you uh, start buying new stuff. So great suggestion, Sarah. Um, Sarah also says, when I'm really busy or will be out of town, I subscribe to one a month meals and that's at once a month com, and batch cook and freeze for later. She says she finds that she can recoup the $16 a month subscription fee if she doesn't eat out just once in a month. So another great service. Uh, and again, link will be in the show notes and you can check it out there. So thank you for that, Sarah. Um, from another listener, Kareth Stull, who emailed in with some, a bunch of great suggestions. She clearly has thought about this a lot. And I thought uh, just some really good ideas as far as meal planning. First thing that, um, Kareth suggested is keep your recipes organized. 
She has them printed off or stapled to a sheet of paper in a notebook with dividers like a cookbook would be. Uh, She also dates them when she last cooked each meal, which she says, no more, you just cooked this, or you've never cooked this. Uh, She writes comments about it, if it was good, any modifications she made, like she grilled it instead of putting it in the oven. And if anybody outside the family shared a meal, um, so, you know, like if she has her, if, if the parents were there, maybe you make a note of that so you don't serve them the same thing next time they come to visit. Um, she recommends buying things when they're on sale because, as we know, non-perishables perishables can be kept for months. Keep a stash of the things you use most often and things that are easy to prepare. Keep overflow items that won't fit in your usual place all in one place, such as garage shelves or basement shelves or something, and rotate those. Use the oldest things first. Very good idea. And that kind of ties to what Sarah was suggesting. Be aware of what you have in the pantry. Use that up before you just start randomly buying new things. Um, She recommends using the app for the grocery stores you go to. And this kind of falls into the shopping category, but, uh, but I thought it was good here to make your list. So a lot of grocery stores, the bigger chains have their own, um, app that you can use and you can use that to make a list and, um, then they'll put it in the order of the aisles, which will speed up shopping. She says, plan meals based on what's the freshest vegetable in your, you know, in your cart or in your whatever, whatever's most likely to go bad first. So, she says, I use string beans and asparagus before I use cabbage, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. Um, good idea. Uh, as far as meal planning, again, Kareth recommends be sure you know your family's schedule for the week so you know who will be home and plan meals based on that. If one person is gone and doesn't like something the rest of you do, that's a good night to make it. Also think about which days you'll be busy or late so you can plan for something in the crock pot or pull something from the freezer or do something easy, which I think that's a great idea. And she also, this I, I thought this was good too. She says, get in the habit of asking family members the night before you're going to shop what they want in the next week so you can plan ahead. And... Um, And she also lets them know she goes shopping on a set day of the week. So her family knows if they don't tell me the night before, they're out of luck until the next week. She says, I only make special trips to the stores in emergencies, and they know it. So I thought that was great. Thank you, Kareth. Another listener emailed me, um, and I I apologize if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, uh, Patis Enriquez. um, Emailed and with several suggestions for meal planning. Uh, number one, she says, stick to your palate. She says, I gave up experimenting with different cuisines or recipes, which just makes my pantry chaotic and lots of wasted food and money. She said, then I make a list of our favorite and preferred meals, and she's cooking for herself, her husband, and her son. And she makes this list of favorite meals or preferred meals in categories like chicken, fish, beef, pork, veggies, snacks, and stuff. She says that lessened our wasted food by 90%. I think that's a great idea. And it's similar to what we talked about earlier about having that list of favorite meals for, you know, when you're sitting down to to plan meals for the coming week um, and you just can't think of a single thing to cook, having that resource to look at is a great idea. But I like the idea of sorting it into the categories of kind of the main dish. So then she says, I organize our pantry, refrigerator, and freezer as well as the kitchen. It makes it easier for me to cook. Uh, She says, I plan meals according to the list we made. Everybody will be happy to eat it because they were involved in making that list. Um, I plan our meals at least for two weeks, and then we do grocery shopping two times a month for small things like fresh produce and so on. Uh, So I thought those were some great suggestions from Pattis. So thank you very much. From Lori Donnelly, um, and and I think I've shared one of Lori's videos before or a link for it. Uh, Lori runs a business called Sorted by Lori. So she's an organizer, home organizer, and she has some great uh, tutorial videos on how to organize various areas of your home at sortedaustin.com. And I'll, I'll put links to the YouTube channel in the show notes. And she had some good suggestions for meal planning. She says, whenever I run across a recipe I want to try, I save it in a Dropbox folder. 
Uh, I'm certainly not a gourmet cook. I'm there with you, Lori. So I only like recipes that are very basic, not a lot of ingredients or time, and I try to keep it fairly healthy. And then on Saturday mornings, Lori spends about 15 minutes updating her meal planning spreadsheet, and she has given me the link for her meal planning spreadsheet, or she gave me a copy of it, and I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can have a look at that, and maybe it'll be useful to you. Um, she says, I coordinate with my calendars to see when we'll need meals and when we won't because we're eating out or whatever. As I'm planning, I simply look at a recipes folder I keep in Dropbox and add the ingredients I'll need to my shopping list. And she uses the My Shopping List app, and I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. So those are some great suggestions, and thank you, Lori, for sharing your meal planning spreadsheet. Very cool tool. Uh, And then finally, the last in the meal planning section of things, uh, Rebecca Cordova, a listener of the show, sent in a voice message with her suggestion, and here's Rebecca. Hi, Laura. My name is Rebecca, and you were asking for suggestions to help with menu planning. I am a mom of two school-aged kids and work part-time, and I have found that the very best thing for me is to plan my menus actually just a week at, at a time. I know some people have great success with two weeks or a whole month, but I sit down on Saturday or Sunday and look at the next week and I have a um, dry erase five day or seven day calendar and I go through and I look at our schedule and I look at, um, you know, anything that would affect meal planning, if it's going to be cold, um, if it's going to be warm, can we grill outside? Should I do crock pot stuff? And I go through and I um, do we have evening activities, anything that would affect, um, you know, what we need to do for mealtime. And then I go through and I do that and I write on that calendar as well as our regular family calendar, um, the events that are happening that week to sort of, um, jog my memory about why I'd want to put something in the crock pot that morning or, um, why I would want to have a meal, um, that's portable or whatever. And that's been one of the best things I then make my, um, menu about the foods that I would want to serve that week. And I go grocery shopping and have everything all set up. And, um, I do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My children, um, are not big sandwich eaters. So I actually also make a lot of breakfast that can, um, roll over into lunches. I make on the weekend, I'll make, um, muffins or oatmeal pancakes and I'll slice up sausage and they actually like cold bacon cooked bacon, but cold bacon in their lunches, and I send things like that. So I try to have menus that sort of, um, you know, one meal will feed into the next. So what is breakfast one day would be used for lunch for the next and try to be efficient that way. Um, And then do the same thing with leftovers from dinner meals. You know, can they be used the next night or for a lunch the next day? Or sometimes if I have leftover potatoes, can those go with eggs in the morning? So just trying to think it through that way and also matching it with our schedule has been the biggest time saver for me because it really does help me get set for the week. So I love your podcast and thanks for all your tips. Um, Really appreciate it. Hope this is helpful for someone. Okay, so thank you, Rebecca, for that. And thanks to Lori and Pattis and Kareth and Sarah and Christina and Leanne, Cassandra, Sarah, and Rochelle for the suggestions on meal planning. Okay, so now let's go to shopping. And uh, there, again, were some great tips for expediting the shopping process. And the first one here is from another Sarah, Sarah Iverson, who shared on the Productive Woman Facebook page that she uses the Shopping List app as well. I, I, and uh, again, I'll have a link in the show notes. She says, it allows me to set up categories and groups my list into the sections of the supermarket. It has all the items I've added previously so I can quickly go through and build my list and then go section by section through the supermarket without having to double back. So that's an excellent idea. I've been using, personally, I use the Native Reminders app on my iPhone partly because it syncs with the reminders app on my iPad and my Mac. And I, within that, you can create, you know, separate lists. And I have a separate list that I call Walmart just because that's the closest grocery store and the one I use the most often. There's a, one of the Walmart neighborhood markets. 
So whenever I notice we're running low on something or I think of something we're going to, I'm going to need to buy next time I go, I just add it. I either type it in or I use Siri to dictate it. You know, you just push the button and say, Siri, add tomatoes to my Walmart list. And it just magically appears there. I used to keep a magnetic, magnetic pad on the refrigerator and add things there. And we still do that at the farm. But the problem with that I find is sometimes I'm caught at the store or I, you know, I remember on my way home from the office that I need to stop at the store and I don't have that paper list with me. So for me, it works better to have something on my phone that's always with me. Uh, another, another tip from the other Sarah who had emailed me, uh, some of those meal planning sec, uh, tips, she says the grocery ch- chain in the Midwest where she lives offers online grocery shopping and delivery. She says, I've never tried it, but others are raving about the savings and of time and money. So that may be something you want to look at if it's available in, in the area where you live. Melina and again, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, also a listener who emailed, she said that they buy all of their meat, uh, coconut milk and oils online. And Melina has some, some great cooking tips and suggestions that I'm going to talk about later. And, um, they, they're very much, um, healthy oriented. And so they buy a lot of their, their food items online. And then her husband goes shopping for, uh, to buy the rest of the things after work on Tuesdays when she finishes teaching late. So check into online shopping. Uh, you know, you can get a ton of stuff from Amazon these days. And in some parts of the country, you can have it in, you know, 30 minutes if you need it or something like that, or a couple hours or next day, depending on which service you use. So, uh, thanks for that suggestion. Great idea. Uh, another, some more tips from Kareth Stahl, who we've heard from before. She suggests load digital coupons to either your rewards or loyalty card or to the app for the store and remember to use them. And again, she, she as, as I said before, her shopping, she, she only goes one day of the week and she tells, I'm guessing her kids are older, her family members are old enough that they can kind of be responsible and she's trained them, hey, I'm, you know what day I go, make sure you tell me the night before if there's something you need, otherwise I'm not, you know, you're going to have to wait a week. Janet Aced on the Facebook page said, she says she takes her husband shopping with her, her husband, Jim. And she says he meanders through the store, picking up whatever looks good to him in that moment. Then we get it all home and he forages, forages through all the goodies he bought for several days. She says, I've already planned meals and purchased ingre- ingredients, but I don't have to stress over fixing anything when he raids the fridge on his own. So we have planned meals maybe a third of the time. And that works for us. So great idea to take husband along. Again, if they buy in, in the sense of, you know, they're picking out uh, the food, then they're going to be happy and they'll probably eat it. Pattis Enriquez said, we do grocery shopping once a month at Sam's Club or wholesale stores for big items and our staple items like rice and things like that. Uh, and she says, I cut coupons to only the stuff we prefer to use and eat. I'm not a fan of buying stuff we don't need just because, you know, there's a coupon for it. And yeah, that's, you know, there can be a little bit of a false sense of savings if you're using coupons to buy things that then sit in your pantry for months because nobody likes them. Tanya Oldenburg on the Facebook page says, when I was cooking for a house full of family, it helped me if I took one day a month to shop and another day to slice, dice, chop, and cook. And um, th- that's, that can be a really huge savings of time if you can organize to do that. As, as Tanya po- points out, at one time, she says, when my, or, or she says, this method requires a large kitchen workspace and freezer space for a month's worth, worth of pre-assembled dinners. But... Um, she she said when her children were young, she got organized with some other moms where they would each make one kind of freezer casserole, uh, enough for, you know, all the families, and then they'd meet up in the Walmart parking lot and exchange casseroles. We each went home with several unique pre-assembled freezer dinners. I think that's an awesome idea, um, you know, kind of put a little bit of a food co-op together with some of the other moms, you know. And so the great suggestion. 
Lori Donnelly again says once she's got her list together, she goes to the grocery store, gets what she needs for the week using her shopping list app. Uh, She says, I like to go early on Saturday mornings when it's virtually empty. And that's a really good uh, sort of productivity tip for grocery shopping. If you go after work, you know everybody in town is there and the lines are long and you know, the produce is picked through or whatever. And so if you can organize things to go early on a Saturday morning or something like that, you're going to zip through much more quickly and uh, save a lot of time. And finally, for, for, um, for the shopping, you know, to expedite the shopping thing. I mean, there are tons more tips I'm sure that we could come up with, but these were just some of the ones that I, the ones that I got from listeners that I thought were really cool and worth sharing. But there's another whole category of ways of saving time when it comes to shopping and or uh, meal planning. And those are services. And I've talked about, we've touched on a couple of them that people have recommended, but there are several others that are worth looking at. And again, I'll have the link in the links for all of these in the show notes. And I I encourage you to check those out. Uh, First one that I wanted to share, we've talked about on the show before. They actually uh, sponsored the show in the past and and that's Prep Dish. And uh, Allison Schaff, the, the chef and registered dietitian that owns and operates Prep Dish, has been a guest on the show. Well, uh, this is a great service. And basically what they do is they provide meal plans for, and, and a lot of these services do this, but they each have their own kind of unique twist on it. And Prep Dish was the first one that I had learned about. Um, because of them sponsoring the show and then getting to know Allison a little bit. Um, the, the unique thing about prep dish is, so you get your, um, meal plans for the week and that includes, you know, entrees and a salad and a dessert and snacks and things like that. And, um, then they also have the, each one of them comes with the meal plan, a, a nice organized shopping list and step-by-step instructions. And the idea behind prep dish is you, you get the, your food together and you spend an hour or two on one day kind of chopping things and browning things and kind of getting everything ready to go. And then it's very quick to put, put things together each day during the week. And I, and I actually tried this service, um, in April And it was amazing because there's another feature to it that they've added recently. If this is available, if uh, if Instacart is available in where you live, um, one of the things you get with the service, the subscription service with PrepDish is you can click on a button and get a pre-filled Instacart shopping cart that uh, then you buy the food separately. So the service is mostly the, it's the meal plans put together by, as, as I said, Chef uh, Allison, who's a chef and a registered dietitian. And then you, you, and then you can buy the food very quickly, but you click on this Instacart shopping cart. It's pre-filled. You make whatever adjustments you want, you pay, and then the food is delivered to you too. And I tried that all out and it was awesome. I spent about an hour and a half kind of getting everything uh, put together and her instructions are so easy to follow. Just very step-by-step takes you through to get all the prep done. And then it was, you know, 15 minutes maybe each night that week to get food on the table because all the prep stuff was done. And the cool thing about the prep dish stuff, and we've talked about this before, is that um, all of their meals are gluten-free. There are paleo for, uh, options and some other things. So there, and her website has a, tons of like video tutorials on how to do things and how to pick, pick good knives and stuff like that. Um, they're still offering, uh, Allison offers a $4 trial for a month. So it's basically only a dollar a week. And if you go to prepdish.com slash productive woman, you will, um, you can, you can try it out at that special price and highly recommended. I really liked using it. Another one that I've heard of, I have not tried this one, but it's another service that may be available where you are is called HelloFresh and that's at hellofresh.com. They have as best, uh, it looks like on the website, three different options for, 
uh, either a vegetarian meals, classic, and a family box that has child-friendly menu options. Uh, and and their service is their, their their chefs create the recipes, they assemble all the pre-measured ingredients, deliver them to you for free, and um, and then you just cook them. And uh, their service, they're kind of affiliated with Jamie Oliver, if you know who he is. They offer a blog, and they're offering a free trial of their service, so check that out at HelloFresh.com. Again, if you're driving, you don't have to remember all this. Just remember to go to theproductivewoman.com slash 92, and um, you'll find all the links for all this there. Another similar service that you may have heard of. And this was recommended by a couple different people on the Facebook group, and that's Blue Apron at blueapron.com. Diane Thomas says, um, she says it's really nice because her husband travels a lot on business, and so she doesn't keep the pantry full, but this service can do meals either for two people or four people. They deliver, uh, you know, the groceries in a refrigerated box with the, um, um, you know, the recipes and everything for, I think it's three meals for the week. So the food is really good um, and they really enjoy it. And Corinne Forrest recommended it as well. She said Blue Apron or another service called Home Chef. She says, great food and two days a week, I don't even have to think about what to make. So great option. Rochelle Bishop also recommended a service called Cook Smarts, and she left a, a voice message uh, about this service and what she likes about it. So here's Rochelle. Hi, Laura. This is Rochelle. I am leaving you a message about how we do meals in our house. We signed up with a service called Cook Smarts. Uh, every Thursday, they send you recipes for the week, whatever recipes you like. Uh, you keep whatever recipes you don't like you can throw out and go into their archive and pick out recipes that you do like you can pick favorites so that you can save the ones that you like the most and then from that list of recipes that you're going to make for the week they send you a grocery list and a prep ahead list they tell you how many days in advance you can do each prep for whichever meal you're making and they have a lot of really great videos uh, to show you how to do all the things that they talk about in the recipes and it's only $25 a year. Um, it's, I, I can't say enough good things about this service. I've recommended it to a lot of people already and I, uh, hope that helps someone else out there. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. So that sounds like a really great service. Uh, one correction, I, uh, Rochelle sent a follow-up message. The price, uh, to, to clarify that the price she mentioned in her recording is a quarterly price, um, not an annual price. But basically, CookSmarts offers downloadable cooking guides and, and all kinds of resources on their website. And they're often offering, at least as of the time that I'm recording this, uh, three free meal plans. So check them out at cooksmarts.com. So those are just, uh, and I'm sure there are other services uh, that can help with the shopping part of the grocery, and in some cases the planning part, because they're providing menus as well. Um, you know, check out the whether the grocery stores in your area have delivery. If If that's something that fits in your budget and would help with the time, it's certainly worth checking out. Otherwise, um, some of the tips that we heard about shopping in season, using an app that organizes your list by the aisles in the grocery store to get you through the store and out of there as quickly as possible. And finally, there's the cooking piece of it. And there were a few great tips uh, from those as well. Lori Donnelly, uh, again, who is uh, does the sorted by Lori, she says when she comes from her weekly grocery shop or comes home from her weekly grocery shopping trip, she puts all the groceries away and she washes all the fruits and vegetables. And, you know, so she spends 30 minutes kind of getting things ready to go. And then she says, I spend 30 minutes or less each day preparing the meals. I can access the Dropbox folder. That's where she keeps her recipes and so on from her phone. Um, so she says, so I can pull up the recipe whenever I'm ready to start cooking. I cook a lot of crockpot meals, so I either throw everything in in the morning or I start meal prep at 530 and have dinner on the table by 6. Uh, and she notes that if, if you know, she, as we mentioned earlier, when she finds a recipe she likes, she, she throws it into that Dropbox folder. And she mentioned also that, you know, if she tries a recipe and they don't like it or it was too much work or something, she just deletes it and moves on. Kareth Stahl, uh, again, uh, uh, who we heard from earlier, 
had a couple of cooking related tips. She says, I make, I make more than we can eat sometimes just to be able to put half in the freezer for when I need a quick and easy meal, just thaw and reheat. Also great for when I'll be gone and someone else is preparing a meal. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a great idea to have a few meals in reserve in the freezer. Um, you know, cook double one night. If you're, you're making a casserole or something, it doesn't take that much time to throw, uh, to, to mix up enough to make two of them and just put one in the freezer for another time. And she says, if all else fails for dinner, there's always eggs and toast, pancakes, or grilled cheese and soup. It's not the end of the world to have something simple. And I agree 100%, Kareth. Um, Pattis Enriquez, again, talks about some of her ways of, of making cooking, the cooking piece of it, simpler. She says, every Sunday I dedicate my time in preparing at least four meals that I can freeze and reheat. It will last us four to five days, except fish, because her husband likes freshly cooked fish. Uh, it's very easy to prepare in the afternoon or the evening after work. I just remind myself in the morning, and she uses Wonderlist to do that, to remove the fish from the freezer to thaw. If Sunday is busier, it's still it's still easier because she's you know she's got things ready to go. Um, she's uh, she also says after the big sh- grocery shopping trip when they go to Sam's Club or wherever, I will cut up the meats, um, divvy them up according to the size of the meal plan, Ziploc it, you know, put it into, divide it up into Ziploc bags and label with the meal name on it or sometimes the size of the meat chunks or meat chunks or tidbits or whatever. It's easier this way than to freeze it whole, especially if you only need half of the meat to cook. Then you have to deal with thawing, cutting, refreezing, and cooking it. So, um, great idea, you know, say if you've bought, bought meat that you're going to use for stew, just cut it up real quick into the stew size chunks before you freeze it. So it'll thaw more quickly and be ready. Um, and she said, also, I have a DIY menu board on our refrigerator. It just basically tells us what we're having for that day. It includes breakfast, dinner, son's school lunch, and my and my husband's work lunch. She refers to it in the morning so she knows what to put in the bags. Uh, and other than that, she tries to prepare things ahead of time so it's very quick to throw those things together. From Melina, who we heard from before, she had some great suggestions for um, cooking. Um, she says, our most substantial meal of the day is dinner, which takes about 15 minutes to prep in the morning as everything gets thrown into the slow cooker and she has some uh, di- examples of dishes that are really easy to put together. She sent some Instagram links. And again, I'll put those in the show notes because those look good. Um, she pre- prepares lunch for the next day straight after dinner while her husband washes up. She puts all the components into a container with compartments so it can be t- so her husband can take it out of the refrigerator before he goes to the office. She has her lunch ready for her to have in between teaching her Pilates students. And again, she's, she's shared uh, Instagram photos for what the lunch looks like. Um, for snacks during the day, she says we have nuts, avocados, or chocolate, which is super easy to make at the same time as she's preparing dinner. And, uh, you know, she lists the various uh, things that they have for snacks and so on. Again, I, I loved that she shared these Instagram links, so I'll, I'll put those in the show notes. And finally, a cooking thing, this sort of riffs off of something I talked about a little bit ago. One of the, you know, we talked about these services that, like Prep Dish or Blue Apron or the different things like that. Um, uh, One of the young associates at my law firm says some of her colleagues share one of those subscription services and then divvy up the food and the cooking responsibilities. So, you know, if it's sending food for... If you if you do the say the four person subscription, two or two or three of you could or four of you for that matter could share the subscription cost, divide up the food and the cooking, and then they get together and eat it. And I, you know, it's I love that idea. You share the work, you share the food, and you build community because you have a meal together. So if you're a single person, just cooking for yourself, or maybe it's you and you and a spouse, and you know another couple 
that both work. Maybe you share the four-person uh, subscription, and you know you you di- divide up the cooking responsibility and have dinner together. You could do something similar with families, and and this is what we talked about before that Tanya recommended, and that I I had done in the past. But um, you know maybe get together with a couple other people. Uh, families plan a month's worth of menus, divide them up, cook and each of you cook enough of whichever pieces you're doing for both families and then meet to divide up the prepared meals and you get to try some different things. So those are, you know, there are lots of other things we could talk about for simplifying cooking, but these were some tips that were shared by listeners and I really appreciate you sending those in. I'd love to hear more. Let's have a conversation about this on either in, uh, you know, on the Facebook page, uh, the, the Productive Woman Facebook page, or on the show notes for this episode. If you've got a tip that you didn't get in, to- in, in time to be part of the show, we'd still like to hear what it is because, the, you know, eating is something we all do. And I'm always looking for great suggestions to simplify the process to get decent, healthy meals on the table. So, so what do you think? Was there any, any of the tips here that kind of resonated with you that you thought, oh, I'm going to give that a try? Or again, do you have a suggestion that we missed that we, um, we could learn from you? Would love to hear your thinking about uh, on, on this topic. So there are a couple of ways you can do that. Again, feedback uh, either in the comments section of the show at theproductivewoman.com slash 92. And I hope I haven't been saying 91 all the way through this episode. This is episode 92. So theproductivewoman.com slash 92, the number 92. Uh, and you can post your ideas or your suggestions there or on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. If you got something you'd like to say uh, to me privately about the show, feel free to do that. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. Finally, um, you know, if you like the show, if you thought this was helpful, and I'd love it if you help me spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Share it on social media. There, every episode, if you go to the show notes, which is, you know, just right there on the website, there are easy sharing buttons for various social media outlets. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter or Pinterest, Google Plus, any number of things, there's a button right there that you can click and very quickly share any episode, not just this one, with the the people, your friends and family. And if you really like the show and you think it's worthwhile, you could help me out by leaving a review in iTunes. It makes a huge difference. I like hearing what you're thinking. And it also helps other people find the show. So there are links to subscribe to the show or to leave a review in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 92. And finally, a special thank you once again to our new sponsor, the sponsor of this episode, FreshBooks. Don't miss out on the free 30-day unrestricted trial of their amazing service by going to freshbooks.com slash woman. And when you're there, enter the word woman in the how did you hear about us section and uh, give it a try and let me know what you think because I, you know, I can already see it's going to make my life a lot easier and I'm excited to uh, get better at using it. So thanks so much for, to uh, FreshBooks for their support of The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope that you found it to be useful. If there's something in here that you can uh, go try in your own life, I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.